Hello, my name is Ken, and I want to welcome you back to Deep Waters. This podcast is brought to you by Applied Strengths Ministry, where we believe working together in our strengths is the effect of working out the will and calling of God in our lives. The title of this message is, Don't Play With Your Salvation. This is a multi-episode series in which this is episode one of two. Let's go to scripture to get this message started. As you may know by now, I love to include scripture in these discussions so that you know I'm not just making things up, although I do leave some scripture out, so that you can experience a journey of discovery as you read your Bible. I find that it is always exciting when God shows me a scripture that relates to a past message and connects it in my mind, bringing them together in order to deepen my understanding of him. So let's pack them and stack them. Matthew 7, 13. Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is a gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go in by it. Not to use a gory illustration, but it is a first thought that popped into my mind when I read this scripture this time. I see a theater full of people, and as they are watching and enjoying the movie, with not a care in the world. The lights begin to flicker and then swing back and forth. Then suddenly the building begins to surge back and forth so that all the people react to their immediate thought, which is that if they don't get out of the building, it might come right down on them. Now they don't think because they are in a panic, but the buildings are coming apart outside, but the buildings are coming apart outside and littering the sidewalks and streets with death crushing debris. So in one fell swoop, they descend on the exit door. But the overwhelming mad rush to get out, the frontline peeps are pushed to the floor, and the bodies begin to stack up, blocking anyone from exiting the building. Will the end be like this? Yes? Well, no. It will be hundreds of times worse, because whether you get out of the building or get trapped in it, you are in danger of forever being separated from God, because for your indecisive decision, to wait or not to accept him at all, the danger for you exists both outside as well as inside. There is no escape. Revelation 6, 14 and 17. Then the sky receded as a scroll when it is rolled up, and every mountain and island was moved out of its place. And the kings of the earth, the great men, the rich men, the commanders, the mighty men, every slave and every free man, hid themselves in caves and in the rocks of the mountains, and said to the mountain and rocks, Fall on us and hide us from the face of him who sits on the throne from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of his wrath has come, and who is able to stand? Matthew 21, 24. But Jesus answered and said to them, I will also ask you one thing, which if you tell me, I likewise will tell you, By what authority I do these things? Some will wait until it's too late, because even though Jesus left us, the greatest resource to have ever and will have ever existed, which is the Bible, some will still question his authority over everything, both living and dead. We think Jesus owes us a response to his existence, all the while we face hell without him. Can we say S-T-U-P-I-D? Yes, I was, but I am no more. Matthew 25, 1-12 Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now five of them were wise, and five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessel with their lamps. 
but while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. Now I have heard some attribute this story to both the unsaved and the saved, but I see something else, and it is okay to see something else, whereby this story is about ten people who say they know Jesus and have lived a well-meaning Christian life. They all believed they were in, so if five were unbelievers, they wouldn't be trying to get to the Jesus spaceship. Ignorance is not a life jacket, a parachute, a ramp to destiny. Nope, you had better get it together with other authentically born-again believers and get with the program. Listen to the totality of my messages, and you will, in fact, be in the high five and not the blind five. Now look, I know it can sound like an arrogant thing to say, but believe you me, I have done the work required to launch this ministry. I have no conflict of interest because the ministry, for now, is online. Membership is optional, whether you pay your tithes or not. I really don't care if just one person listens to these things. Lord, let it be a one who sets the world aflame with the good news. And you are not required to believe everything I say. No more than you are required to believe everything the media states or social media puts out there. Or the fact checkers. Well, hopefully I'm not considered in membership to any of these messes. But you get to choose. Listen for God and be changed. In verse 6 it goes on to say, And at midnight a cry was heard. Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, No, least there should not be enough for us and you. But go rather to those who sell, and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came. And those who were ready went in with him to the wedding, and the door was shut. Verse 11. Afterward the other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, I do not know you. Matthew twenty-four forty forty-one. Then two men will be in the field, one will be taken, and the other left. Two women will be grinding at the mill, one will be taken, and the other left. So listen, let's go back to verse 6 for a minute. There's a couple of things that kind of stood out to me as I was reading it this time. So look, statistically, half of these people were fools. You can't get one person out of a million to admit that they are a fool. So in the end, there's going to be a lot of people who think that they can go into that spaceship and end up at a wedding. There's just 10 people here and half of them are fools. Now I know some of you could say, well, how come the other five didn't share what they had? Wouldn't Jesus do that? Nope. And you see in this case that Jesus didn't even know them. He says, I do not know you. That's wisdom. How many of us give our resources to people we don't even know, thinking that we are doing the work of the Lord? Cut, there's one thing that a wise person does, and that is that they take care of themselves first. Then they can take care of others. If you don't take care of yourself first, you'll be no good for others. Another point here says, and buy for yourselves. It's going to cost you something to know Jesus. It's not a free ride. There's going to be things you're going to need to sacrifice in order to get to know him. But it is worth it. I think ultimately when you can get to a place where you say, I would give it all to know him more. Paul said it. I think that's where you want to get. And the other thing is that they thought they had plenty of time. Like there were no worries. So in the time they should have been preparing, they were sleeping and resting. Maybe going on vacation. Hitting a cruise ship. 
Who knows what we do at that time where we should be preparing? Remember, he said he's going to come as a thief in the night. Some of us will know, but most of us won't. Are you ready? This is no joke. I mean, really, are you ready? Are you ready for him to come back? Keep in mind, those other five virgins thought that they were in. All right, enough of that. Let's go on. So this event is not the beginning of a labor shortage. Nope. This is the beginning of some serious times ahead. This event is known as the rapture. Surely you have seen the movie, LOL. But seriously, if people are really removed instantaneously from whatever they are doing when he decides to beam them up, and there's not a supernatural intervention of the ensuing chaos that will occur, such as planes falling from the sky, you too will cry out for the rocks to fall on you. The movies fall way short of portraying the events after the rapture. The world is not prepared to be called into the courts of God. This will be a mess, and many a heart attack will faint at the sight of such a mess. you got to take God seriously. He is coming back. Matthew 25, 32, 34. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate them one from another, as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats. And he will set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, Come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundations of the world. So however you get to heaven, be it as a permanent resident or guest, you will be shepherded into one of two groups. There will not be a call out for each denomination to form their own circle of believers, separate from the other denominations. There will not be an announcement for the non-denominations, you know the ones who believe they rescued the church from total collapse, to gather in their circles, separate from the denominations and other denominational churches. Nope. There will not be a Jehovah's Witness section, separate from the Mormon section, separate from the Catholic section. Nope, just two groups. His, and lowercase his, God's kids, or Satan and his kids. I know, but this is explained in another message insofar as who's your daddy. Just know there will only be two groups. The maidits and the almost maidits. And everything in between will find their spot on one side or the other. Luke 13, 23, 24. Then one said to him, Lord, are there few who are saved? And he said to them, Strive to enter through the narrow gate, for many, I say to you, will seek to enter and will not be able. What? Is this talking about the maidits and the almost maidits? Well, yes it is, Ken. Religion and cult churches will be two hindrances to the body of almost believers. You see, just because you say you believe doesn't mean you are in. James 2.19 You believe that there is one God. You do well. Even the demons believe and tremble. What? I thought the Bible stated that to be saved, I just had to believe. Romans 10.9 That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. In your heart, in your heart, in your heart. Sounds like a lyric to a great worship song. So it is not enough to believe, and I can say this without invalidating the scripture. Contextaroni is imperative when reading the word. 
1 Peter 4, 16, 19. Yet if anyone suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God in this matter. Well, that's it for today. Context Aroni, who makes up such words? Remember, it's not what you find wrong or disagree with regarding these messages, but what you can take away from them. Together we can do more to impact the kingdom than if we work alone. Let's flip the script and kill, still, and destroy the works of the enemy, and create space for the latter lights to shine through in the people's lives. Plant a seed and click on the like and subscribe button. Let's build this ministry together. Thanks and see you next time in deep waters.